Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves and almost Merry Christmas. For this festive episode, I travel to see Steve Folland, founder of the Being Freelance community and podcast and the Doing It For The Kids podcast. He's also a video and audio producer. We had a Waitrose mince pie, fancy, and talked about juggling so many different projects, how he always tries to stay positive, thanks in part to once working on a breakfast radio show, co-mentoring and Christmas party feels. We muse on procrastination and insurance. Steve was once bitten by a dog when out running. And Steve shared his feels on the power of a Facebook community and why freelancers are a little bit like guinea pigs. Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. I'm here with Steve Folland, little fanfare. Ba, 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 ba. Steve is my first male guest. I'm very, very excited to welcome you to Freelance Feels. Thank you. Is that what the fanfare was? Yes. It was a good fanfare. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> I didn't bring a trumpet. That was all me. We are... should... They wouldn't have known. They would have thought that was a real trumpet. Oh, yes. Oh, curses. Very... Yes, yes. That wow. was a real trumpet. Mm, I'm very accomplished in the trumpet. So, yes, um, we are here with the mince pie because mm. it's almost Christmas. Um, These are good. Steve is king of biscuits, though, which we'll get onto in a minute as to what, how you use biscuits in your freelance work. So I was a bit nervous <laughs> to bring a biscuit to, to Steve. Um, welcome, Steve. Tell me what your freelance is and all the things you do as a freelancer. So as a freelancer, I do video and audio production for businesses. Mm-hmm. So I do script writing and voiceover, and, but I, I hire animators and videographers and then I edit. Wow. So I make videos for people. And then I also do the Being Freelance podcast and the Doing It For The Kids podcast mm-hmm. and run the Being Freelance community. Yes. Uh, what is the Being Freelance community? Duh, well, it's a Facebook group at the moment. Um, and I, I should have started it years ago. And mm-hmm. I always thought, oh, does the world need another Facebook group? <laughs> Do I need the hassle of organising yes. a Facebook group? But in hindsight, I should have started it when I first started the podcast. Yeah. But it's really cool because I was getting messages from people all over the world mm. about the podcast. Yeah. And that now, satisfying. Yeah, it was yeah. lovely. But it was just me talking to them and now they're all talking to each other. Yeah. So now they're all... It's so amazing. I, it's, I think you're underplaying it slightly. The, the being freelance community, as someone who is part of it and interacts with it, it's it's such a brilliant energetic kind of positive place to interact I think a lot of people truly truly get a lot of of really sort of buoyed up by everything that you do on the being freelance community which includes kind of live videos you can sometimes go online and find you in a car park giving out the non-employee of the week award oh that's nice to hear yeah it it's a real energy I wanted to to make it like um like an extension of the podcast Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a place for people to come together. But there's yeah. already other Facebook groups. Mm. Um, Freelance Heroes, of which we're yeah. both members. Yeah. But like as Frankie, who leads the Doing It For The Kids community, mm-hmm. she was like, when I was talking about it with her, like saying, should I do it? And she was like, well, you kind of, you can make your group whatever. Like, yeah. people will be the way that you be, like, yeah. the way that you are. So if you go into it positive and friendly and like, you know, mm-hmm. l- less negativity and more kind of support, but it's okay to ask questions, we can have fun, like that will be the place it is. Yeah. So yeah, just like with the podcast, I created what I wanted to listen to. With the group, I could create what I wanted to kind of be part of. Fantastic. And um, 
yeah, like live video. Facebook is amazing for live video. It's, it's, it's like good, it. isn't it? It's like this untapped thing that mm. no one really does. And yeah. actually, it's, once you get into it, again, with like Instagram stories, I suppose, if you practice every day and do a bit, you suddenly yeah, find fun. that you soar with it, don't you? It's fun, yeah. We do live Q&As, so mm. where we have like an expert, a freelance expert, like chatting and answering questions from the group. Yeah. But of course, because it's Facebook, people can watch the replays. Yes. So that's good. Um, and... So I guess I guess they're almost a bit like a webinar, but you've not got to go through all the faff of a mm-hmm. webinar. Yeah, because webinar yeah. immediately makes me think, oh, business exactly, conference right? webinar. I have to put on that voice. <laughs> I don't think I can say webinar without doing some yeah. kind of like cheesy business in my head voice. And um, mm. yeah, and then you can do like the the non-employee of the week awards is literally me with my phone in a car park. Mm. Um, giving out an award to a freelancer and then like running around celebrating it and letting them choose the biscuits and like but people are interacting live yes they, so they they're waiting live. to see if they're nominated mm. <laughs> yeah. people get very excited know it's, it's, you know but when you're working from home that might be the, <laughs> don't say that might be the highlight of your day but um I, it's actually it makes you i now feel a slight pressure though because oh, i know I, I realized that people 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 also care about it just like I do. Like people, oh, it much, means yeah. something to them when they win, I think and so, yeah. and rightly bloody so. It's an amazing yeah. accolade, right? Exactly. It's a one of a kind award. <laughs> Nowhere else in the world can you get that award. No. Yeah. I'm going to rewind a little bit. Tell me about when you started the Being Freelance podcast and how that came about for you. Was that born out of experience? Like you said that it's something that you wanted to create, something you wanted to Mm. listen to. Did you find that there wasn't quite the podcast for you out there as a freelancer and you really wanted something audio to relate to? I um, I liked podcasts. I was listening to podcasts. Uh, I I used to work in radio Mm. and we already made podcasts as part of that. But when I went full-time freelance, so I sort of, this was like six years ago, And I was at home, I was at the beginning still looking after our little girl before she went to nursery as well as trying to get this off the ground. And so while she was asleep, I'd be listening to podcasts, but they were all entrepreneurs, Mm. it felt like. There was a lot of, and a lot of American entrepreneurs at that. Uh Uh, And nothing against them. But they weren't me. They weren't speaking yeah. to me. Yeah, they're not like your mate that you know from no. who you used to work with. He's also freelance, and yeah, I can yeah. get that. I'm mm. not. I don't. I wouldn't class my certainly not then, not now really. I wouldn't have said I was an entrepreneur. I wouldn't have said I was on fire or anything like that. Uh, I wasn't sure what my niche was, and so on. Like it didn't speak to me, and so then I found some freelancer podcasts, but mm. they were all. Uh, I don't know, let's say graphic designers talking about graphic design. Oh, okay. And so... Quite industry-specific yeah. per pod. Yeah. And so bits of that would relate to me. Like, I'd pick up ideas about pricing and things, but ultimately, I wasn't a graphic designer. Mm. So, yeah, I couldn't find a podcast of just freelancers talking about being freelance, talking yeah. about what it was like to be a freelancer and the work-life balance side of it and how they got clients and how they dealt mm. with the financial bit, like... All of that, so so yeah, so I started it. So a year after being freelance, you started, I started the podcast. Being and you've yeah. had over. Is, am I right in thinking you've had over two hundred episodes now? Yeah, th- yeah. What's your total? This, we're, this Friday, as we sit here recording this, eating our mince pies. Yeah, thanks for doing these. Oh my pleasure. Here's a little proof of a mince pie. <laughs> um, yeah, this Friday we record episode two hundred live in London in front of an audience, and then that will go out on the Sunday. 200? That's amazing. Stupid, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) This is what happens, though, when you just just do something every week. (laughs) 
every week, if you just keep doing something, suddenly, like, five years down the line, yeah. you've hit, you've got, like, this ridiculous body of stuff behind you, whether it's videos or blog posts or hanging out in a community. Mm. If you just show up every single week, you yes. end up having created something. That's really good advice, actually, because I think when people start something, they often think, they think about the huge goal, like, where would I like it to be? And they might think, well, I, I might start, you know, if someone listening might think, I'll start a Facebook group. Well, I want to have X thousand members, or I'd really like my Facebook group to be hugely monetized by doing X, Y, Z. And actually, what you have to do in the beginning is say, I'll post once a day. Mm. I'll do one graphic thing once a week, or I'll do, you know, as in with graphics. Yeah. <laughs> just to clarify, something to do with you know, Canva or whatever. <laughs> not just not one graphic. Not just thing. something really graphic. Yeah, this is for all ages, <laughs> Freelance Fields podcast. <laughs> but yeah, you kind of got to build up to it, haven't you? And then suddenly you look back and go, oh, and then you're doing a live show at a Christmas yeah. party yeah which yeah yeah, yeah it kind of made me think about freelancer Christmas and the fact that I felt like freelancers didn't have Christmas parties but then actually if you do a quick google I suppose in London particularly there are a few I reckon over over definitely over the last two years mm. two to three years in particular freelancers have started to clump together more like come yes. together clump is the wrong word clump. isn't it <laughs> I don't know we all quite, can we be clumpy <laughs> They've started to embrace each other Mm. and realise that if they haven't got a meet-up near them, they can start a meet-up near them. And then they're like, oh, should we do something at Christmas? And suddenly a Christmas party has been created. Brilliant. Do you think freelancers used to be... Sorry, I was going to say, do you think freelancers used to be quite isolated and almost the competition and the worry of being freelance stops you... Not you, but stops people meeting each other. Um, Yeah, I just... Yeah, I think think the number of freelancers has increased. Mm. But I think the sharing, like once certain, once a number of people start doing it, then mm. more people start doing it, don't they? Yeah. Uh, and tools help us. So things like meetup.com or uh, Facebook mm. um, have helped, and Twitter have helped bring uh, people together. Freelancers who have started YouTube channels or um, or podcasts like yes. I did. You know, they, then listeners automatically kind of become a community but you then need to facilitate that to sort of bring them together yeah um and i think definitely over the last couple of years you've seen people realize that actually you know other freelancers aren't the competition yeah they're people to hang out with and who understand what you're going through Mm. and can help you and cheer you on and all of these things so much yeah and it's awesome to see people coming together it's nice isn't it it must yeah. be really rewarding when you see everyone on the on the facebook feed and responding to what you do yeah there was somebody on like, there oh, this wow, week look, or looking. last week who was you know she was having a bit of a rubbish time and it split mm. up you know with rather half and was realizing needed to earn extra money and was just That's sort hard. of like you know mm. brainstorming in the group and then like by the end of that thread you realize that there were people suggesting oh why don't we collaborate on this or, oh fantastic you, you know and uh, and so there was not just positive vibes going her way, but actual action coming out of it mm. as well. Because it's an amazing space as well to ask those questions. You might turn around to someone in the office and be like, am I being mad here? Or is this pitch, is this a good idea? Should I send this pitch <laughs> to so-and-so? Are they going to think I'm crazy? Or what do you think about this, that and the other? Or I, yeah, like someone saying, I feel quite isolated today. Mm. Normally in an office, you'd have the time to chat to someone about that. And even in a co-working space, you're still... You're not isolated, but sometimes people are quite head down, aren't they? Because everyone's got a different discipline. Yeah. Whereas you go on something like being freelance and you think, oh, I could just post post a comment. And then you suddenly see all these 
comments coming back. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's been really good. And I think it's just healthy, really. It kind of feels like freelancers are, we're, we're, a lot of us are like guinea pigs, mm. or like, especially if it's new breed of freelancers, because clearly some people have been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. But now there's a lot of remote digital creative freelancers. And uh, at the same time, you've got this flexible working mm-hmm. world for, yes. uh, for corporate um companies are, are trying to extend out to people so people wanting the flexibility at work and it feels like we're the guinea pigs it feels like we're <laughs> we're realizing the the perks of working from home for example but also yes. the dangers of working from home and like the benefits of working for yourself but also the downsides from it yeah very much so because that's one of the things where it's like i think because you come across and you are you, come across both online and in person as a positive person well I do if you bring me mince pies <laughs> yes if we feed him pastry yeah. he shall smile um but is it is it hard sometimes to bring the positivity or is that something that you've you've learned over the years that actually it's much it brings a lot better things to you if you say I'm gonna be positive again today you come across as always being very jolly and very happy <laughs> <laughs> I think in general if you put positivity out then positivity comes back to mm. you. It's kind of like, and similarly, if you're kind of like down, then that kind of feeds into itself. Yeah. Um, Which can happen when you're freelance quite easily. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think, so again, like when I worked in radio, there was always this, because, so I worked on a breakfast show, mm-hmm. and you, like, you, you can't go into that each day, like starting each day feeling down. I've always wondered <laughs> how people do breakfast shows. I'd be like, <laughs> I can't do this again today. I'm you, so tired. Yeah, you pick yourself up. So I'm not saying that there aren't times when I'm just a bit, oh, you mm. know, or like I've just got so much work. Or, But, you know, the overriding benefits of being in control of your own schedule and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and the work that you choose to do. I think you just need to reality check that and also the fact that lots of people who work in nine to five jobs and have to commute and all of that, like, like they're not necessarily like Ooh. happy and positive. Yes, like, the grass is not bright green. To, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't know. But it's a good point because I think actually if your personality was... I think you have to be careful. Like if your personality needs other people, for example, mm. in order to feel positive and happy, then working from home could be quite dangerous, right? So yeah, you kind of yeah. need to be able to self-assess and check in with yourself and see how you're feeling and like if if you do feel like that working from home then maybe getting into a co-work space mm. just having that I've, I've done that the past year and so do you use a co-working space mm. don't you yeah but that's quite a new thing for you in terms of the grand scheme of your freelance yeah career then yeah. yeah it's just this last year and it's I hadn't realized how unsociable I'd become mm-hmm. but you slightly retreat into yourself you get yeah. excited to see the DPS or DPD driver. <laughs> if you ever see a DPD driver. Um, sorry, I have beef with DPD. Oh, sorry. Um, this is just my local one. But. Yeah. Um, what did I say? Yeah, you, mm. yeah, so going to the co-work space, it's that uh, you just... You know those sort of even banal conversations that you have when you work yeah. for a company? Very like the, so. how are you? How was your weekend? Or something you've seen on TV? Or like, but then you get like, start little in-jokes start to happen. And you, there's a, there's, yeah, there's like a humour to it, which is really nice. But then there's the social aspect. Like, 
going out for drinks or dinner and stuff mm. like that. I don't know whether it was coupled with the fact that I had kids and so my social life self imploded. <laughs> but also coupled with like being freelance. Yeah. It self like it goes in unless I schedule to go and have drinks in London with friends. Mm. There's no one to have Friday night drinks with or but a co-working space can bring that. Yeah. And you don't all have to be in the same industry, do you? I think I used to think that the co-working space needed to be all whoever the industry was. And it's like, no, actually, you could have so many different types yeah. of people. And, you know, I've learned that through the last year, meeting people that actually there's a lot more freelance out there than the journalism world that I was kind of in oh, my yeah, little yeah. bubble, my little sort of echo chamber of the journalism freelance world. And then you go to events, meet people like Steve and think, oh, hold on, there's lots of other freelance in inverted commas out there loads millions if not I think. and you know for the being freelance podcast i speak to like creative freelancers yes but then there's loads of people who might be i don't know legal or accounting mm. or uh architects you yeah know, there's all trades people so, yeah. yeah i was literally yeah. yesterday having a chat with a bloke who fixed our front door and he was telling me how he's all booked up all next year oh wow like be like Literally jealous. December 2020. <laughs> I was like, mate, do you not feel like you need to put your prices up? Yes, of course. <laughs> you're giving him a bit of counselling. Yeah, well, I was like, genuinely, like, if people, you're that in demand yeah. and you're struggling to take a holiday, I was feeling a bit bad for him. Wow. No. That reminds me actually, very happy. <laughs> Oh, yes. Pay your freelancers on time. <laughs> Steve, would you ever consider, on the spot question here, would you ever consider running a Being Freelance Day or events? Mm. Is that something you see in the future? 2020s on the horizon, big goals, etc. Oh, do you know the bad thing about this? It was probably this time last year that I got asked by Sophie at Kickstart Content. She was doing a QA and a type thing and she was like, well, you know, would you start a community or something like that? And I was like, eh, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then like within a month I'd done it. Brilliant. So you're asking. So that's the... Yeah. yeah, I kind of want a being freelance <laughs> meet up. Do you know what, what I did find is that um, I'm so, I don't want to use the word busy, but I've create <laughs> I have so much on my plate mm. um, with like two podcasts and the videos and the family and work. Yeah, actual work because that's um, the thing you have actual work and being freelance. Mm. Like you run two jobs yeah. essentially and family. And then I look after the kids <laughs> either end of the day. I'm conscious of how much work goes into those. Mm. I'm uh, always impressed. Like even a meetup. A, a simple looking meetup that mm. you might go to will have taken the organiser a lot of effort yeah. to organise that. And they'll have been worrying about whether people will turn up and how much to charge and all sorts of things. Yeah. And I actually, for the 200th episode, I was going to put on an event myself and I, I visited venues and I was looking and I just bottled it. I just couldn't bring yeah. myself in the end. So I approached Underpinned and was like, You put on events. Do you fancy doing yeah. something together? And we love amazing. Underpinned. They're so yeah. great. If anyone hasn't seen them, underpinned.co, I think it is. They Have a look. They've got loads of great bunch. articles about freelance life and mm. everything from like chasing money to making friends. Yeah, they're a nice bunch. Yeah. They, yeah, so I, I bottled it. <laughs> I oh. think, um, like, I'm always impressed, like, Frankie from doing it for the kids when yes. she does her meetups. I see how much goes into it. And I see how much time goes into it, but also how much emotion mm. and energy goes into it. So, um, I don't know. What I have, I've already penciled in like one meetup in June. Ooh, in exciting. London. But in general, so far, I, I have piggybacked on other people's events. Yeah. So maybe I'll speak at like an Ipsy event, for example. Yeah. Or at Doing It for the Kids event or yeah. Freelance Heroes Day. And uh, that way, I get to be part of them and I get to 
get myself in front of other people's mm. audiences, which is a good way of getting yourself known. But I don't actually have to go through the pain of organising something. Absolutely. It's very wise, though, because I think <laughs> we often think, don't we, especially when you're freelance, I guess you're used to saying, well, let's do a new project, or that'll be me then. Not, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll get so-and-so in the other department to help. Yeah. Normally, in an office environment, you probably would say, well, I wonder if advertising might know a venue, and I wonder if, I don't know, someone in HR might be able to help me find a key speaker. Yeah. All of that's on your head. And actually, if someone else is, it's, it's collaboration, isn't it? You're not saying, oh, I'm going to use them and... And just do something with them because you're, you're doing it because it's a nice collaborative brand yeah. thing as well. So, yeah, I wouldn't be too, too hard on yourself for yeah. the so boo-racking. June, yeah. hopefully something June. in June. Noted. But it's, it's that whole thing, isn't it, where, yeah, it's, I, I can see that actually some of the best moments I've had this year have been when I have met up with people from the Being Freelance community. Mm. Like we did a live podcast in Manchester in March at an Ipsy event Brilliant. and that was the first time that I, because we only started the community in January and there was loads of people turned up and we met each other I didn't realise it had only been going since January yeah the actual Facebook group was January oh my goodness <clears throat> like I said I put it so off for years yeah um, but yeah that Freelance Heroes Day at National Freelancers Day in London yes like all of those things have been awesome and hanging out with people from the Being Freelance community and seeing them all chatting to each other it's yeah. a really special thing so I'm an idiot if I don't do something yes. next year yeah. frankly but as to whether I do an actual being freelance day you know as in you know you make that sound sandwiches like a and the like yeah do you yeah. know <laughs> basically I want to know will there be sandwiches there have to be biscuits let's face it there would be biscuits I'm with Mr Biscuits there would be biscuits in the morning and cake in the afternoon oh right well people um, are going to want this now right well, you you've see? done it it's June, everyone. There's going to be biscuits, <laughs> cake, sandwiches in the middle. There might even be some talk about freelancing in between all the food. Yeah, it's funny though. Even when you go to those things, mm. you quite enjoy the talks, but it's the chatting to people in between, yes. which is the best bit, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. That's where things tend to happen because you start to formulate a bit of a, a think about why you're there and who you might benefit from talking to and who might benefit from talking to you and that kind of thing. And you and Frankie, who you run the Doing It For The Kids podcast with, also do co-mentoring. We do. Tell me more. <laughs> do you know, that was an idea that I borrowed from, and this is what's great, you see, when people share their experiences mm. online. So Frankie, a different Frankie, at Love Audrey. Oh, um, I've heard of Love that Audrey. She, 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 that's her sort of moniker. Or she's a copywriter. Cool. And that's her moniker on like, Instagram and Twitter. Mm. And she's great on Instagram stories. And she was talking about how she was doing co-mentoring with her friend Charlie, a fellow freelancer. So each month they get together and they talk about their businesses and discuss problems and set goals as a bit of accountability and so on. And in fact, they started a podcast called Friends with Business Benefits, Ooh. which is basically their co-mentoring sessions that's <laughs> like, cool uh, that they put out it's good uh, so that idea I, I had become friends with Frankie from doing it for the kids this is online mm. on Instagram and realised that we both had a lot in common we were both freelancers both had kids both were doing these stupidly demanding side projects and so I reached out to her and said do you want to meet up for coffee this was a couple of years ago and so that was the first time we met. And it feels a bit weird doing that, especially a bloke talking to a woman, to be honest, because... It's kind of like, do you want a coffee? <laughs> yeah, yes. you know? yeah, you feel a bit like you're asking somebody you are. But I recommend... Way, but asking I, someone out. Yeah. I recommend, like, you know, they can say no, can't they? Mm. So we we, uh, we we met up that, that time. And then we realised over that coming year that we we were basically 
via Instagram messaging, running ideas past each other, mm. cheering each other on. And so come the end of that year, when I'd heard of this whole co-mentoring idea, I suggested it to her and we started at the beginning of this year. Brilliant. And it's made such a difference. It's So yeah, you can meet a community of people and get to know people and that's nice socially. But to have somebody who, because you meet them regularly, uh, you are they, they get to follow your business and your mindset mm. and all of that along. So you're not starting from scratch each time. You can run ideas past each other. You can sense check nice. things. You can, uh, like I say, accountability. Like I might say, oh, yeah, I need to do this mm-hmm. for the podcast. And by the time I'm on the train having left there, I'm actually already starting doing that. Whereas if I'd have just said it to myself. Because you know going to check in and yeah. say, you did that thing. So a month yeah. later, I can come back and say, yeah, I did this, this and this. Yeah, and it's funny sort of mentioning Christmas parties as well. I meant to ask you, we've talked a little bit on Twitter with Ed Goodman from Freelance Heroes. Mm-hmm. Just exchanging a few tweets as we freelancers do but about the flu jab (laughs) and I thought it'd be interesting to know sort of how you juggle all the things you do and then freelancer illness can be quite a thing a proper thing it's a problem not a thing but how do you deal with those times when you're not feeling well and especially seasonally it's flu jab season kind of thing is how do you deal with with the Uh, physical challenges in, in that respect yeah do you know it's funny last two years I have mentioned in my vlog mm. about getting the flu jab yeah like filmed myself going and get the oh, flu wow. jab and then talked about you know if you've never had flu then like you need to get the flu jab yeah basically because you're if you get flu yeah you're laid up in bed for like a week mm-hmm. you simply like it's not like a bad cold it's actually puts you in bed and um yeah so why not for tenor get a flu jab and this year, I've I've had people contacting me saying, I put a note in my diary because you mentioned it in your video. Oh, my goodness. You and should I've get just a gone cup. and had the flu jab. <laughs> this is it. I'm like a, a well, like an, an influence, an influenza. Um, oh, that's good. And thanks. I, <laughs> I took that one off. That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, I should. The weirdest things. I don't think I'd make much of a cut, would I? But what was I? Oh, yeah. No, getting ill. Mm. Um, and insurance as well, because I know you ooh, have yeah. insurance, and I don't know a lot of freelancers. Okay, well, I think in, in terms of um, <laughs> it's such a fun topic. <laughs> I think in terms of health, what I do like about being freelance is being able to listen to your body mm. and just like there have been times again, like in my videos, where I've just I've just gone off to bed or mm. I've gone and had a kip on the sofa for twenty minutes. Um, so why not? Yeah. Like you're not in an office. You're a nap fan. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but that yeah, that makes it sound like I go and have a lot. And <laughs> I don't. But I do when if I feel rubbish mm. then and you've got the the ability to go and have a sleep, you're gonna end up performing better yeah. afterwards. You're gonna get better quicker. So why not? And I think if you're feeling really run down, that's probably a sign that, I don't know, you've probably been working too late mm. or if you've had the good fortune of partying too much. Yes, but, um, can happen. Yeah, if you are really feeling rubbish, you need to listen to that, I think, and mm. just sort of like rearrange your work or just get some sleep. Or, yeah, so I'm a big really fan of doing advice. that. Um, and with insur- <laughs> insurance, <laughs> do you know, actually there was two things with insurance. One, technically is an insurance mm. was income protection um when i first went freelance i was out for a run which at the time wasn't remotely typical for me mm-hmm. not a big fan but i'd you go got, for a run. Like, you are a runner now then well i wouldn't call yeah. myself a runner but i go, go for running. runs <laughs> yeah uh, 
So yeah, I, I went for this run and not far from here, I was just running along by the river and the path narrowed and this woman was walking her dogs and this dog came up and bit me. Oh so it jumped up and it took this chunk out of my thigh. Um, and so the, anyway, the rest of the day was written off because mm. <laughs> I had to go to, to hospital. Go to hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife had to come home to pick up our kids from nursery. They weren't even at school at the time. And um, and then the rest of that week as well, I had to, you know, I had to speak to the police. I had to go into a nurse every day, get mm. it redressed and all sorts. And it um, it made me think, like, what if, like, what if that, what if something worse had happened, mm. or what if that dog had bitten my arm because I'd taken my arm out of its way? Like, what if it had bit my arm and I couldn't work? Yes, because of course, yeah, using a computer, your leg. Yeah. While painful isn't what you type with. So you're very dexterous. Yeah, so <laughs> I um so that was when I looked into mm. income protection. I thought it would be some t- sort of insurance and then you find out technically it's not. Mm-hmm. Um so now if I was to get sick for and you can you can change how long it is, like after two weeks, four weeks, mm-hmm. two months, whatever, the company you take it out with will pay you a salary basically they will Brilliant. pay you each month and if you got like I don't know a critical illness and yeah. you really weren't working then they'd pay it f- forever yeah uh, they would guarantee and it's based on how much you actually earn you can't just make it up I and say see. oh yeah I, oh, I, I earn 50,000 a month <laughs> nah, they're, oh. they're, they're wise to that before you think um, and yeah the premium doesn't need to be that much because you base it on when you want it to kick in so at the time I had no savings mm. at all so obviously I needed it to kick in quite quickly. Whereas yeah. now I've built up a buffer of money, so I don't need it to kick in. But you still know it's there. It's one it's of those there. things that I think feels so sort of. To me, it feels really grown up. <laughs> yeah. But it does, doesn't it? It's like, oh, protecting my livelihood. But yeah. Then actually, you think, is that grown up? Was it really daft not to? So I guess yeah, I, I was interested to know because I know you sort of spoken about it a little bit. To think, well, yeah, is that something I think people should perhaps look into? Maybe in a little Christmas present for themselves is thinking about that side of things as well as because I guess if you're going to protect the money in some way and having a buffer is another good thing that you mentioned I think that's something Mm. if people can do that it's a brilliant idea um it also then protects your mental health doesn't it if you know that money's covered suddenly things are better mentally as well especially if you've got a family right yeah yeah and I think also it can have a knock-on effect into your productivity you just feel Mm. like actually I've just I've managed to tick off some big grown-up stuff there yes Um, a plusing adulting adulting being yeah a business owner. <laughs> uh yeah when nobody else is going to pay your sick pay mm. you've, i think it makes sense to do that yeah um the other insurance i took out was with with jack mm-hmm. um because i tried lots of other insurance companies and they didn't really understand what the hell i did which is fair i don't really understand <laughs> what i do um whereas with jack what like I actually spoke to a human who took the time to understand it and mm. like, created this thing. Um, and so I've got, I don't know, I guess contents, you know. Ah, you can my computer lap- and the like. Yeah, yeah. Because, and, and it's insured whether it's at home or in the co-workspace or in a coffee shop or like, Brilliant. you know. Which when you're podcasting, you've got quite a lot of expensive <clears throat> equipment going on there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. loads of us have plenty of... Yeah, you know, stuff. What, whatever Work it is, stuff. Yeah, printers. Um, and then also, I have professional. Is it indemnity insurance? Oh. Yeah. So that you know, if I was to make 
that's more important, I think. Like, if you're giving consulting type advice, it's even more important mm. because somebody could claim against you that your advice cost them money for it. Oh, okay. Ooh. Uh, or, you know, somebody might say, hey, this video you made for us, this had something in it which has cost it, you know, like... Mm. And, and you can also, um, when you take out that policy, make it historical. It doesn't have oh. to be from now. You could go back a few years. Oh, that's clever. You know, for stuff you've made a few years People ago. need to look into this stuff, don't mm. they? This is really... Yeah. Me included, to be honest. <laughs> yes. I'm here to get a one on Well, then, on, then there's things... On how to get you my know, insurance. If, if you're a freelancer who goes out to uh you know you go out on a film shoot or you go out and work regularly or you know mm. even i'm i'm not likely to trip up over your tiny you know my little task cam recorder, recorder. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah that's where the other one comes in i forget the name of it now um public liability insurance mm. perhaps it's the one where if somebody hurt themselves in fact if i was to host an event Yes. I would need that insurance in case somebody hurt themselves. Yeah, so it's event. not just a case of finding a, a church hall and saying, I'm doing an event. It's, you've got to yeah. insure things and yeah, yeah, food so it's, poisoning. It's worth Chinese, talking but... to somebody who actually... Un... There's a few companies now who you know, are aimed at freelancers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's worth talking to them and figuring... Yeah, at least finding doing out what you might stuff. need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then just factoring that in. You know, some people will say oh, you know I don't have the I don't I can't afford it mm. and I get that but I think you have to think long term as in what could you afford for it to go wrong yes it's a bit like life insurance and stuff isn't yeah, it like, very much can so. you actually yeah. afford for that to go wrong can you afford for your house to burn down and rebuild it <laughs> not so much or do you need house insurance <laughs> yeah uh, and I think that's why if you when you start considering yourself as a business rather than just an individual, individual yeah then you start thinking more seriously about those kind of things and realizing actually what would happen if my iMac got stolen mm. um or what would happen if I broke my arm and I couldn't yeah work? Couldn't bitten by a dog that's unbelievable <laughs> yes you know yeah. it's or if you were running it's down the road like chasing the dishwasher delivery driver. <laughs> <Yeah>. This is something, <laughs> I'm moving on from the insurance, something that really made me laugh recently. This dude was doing, I think you were doing a non-employee of the week award, which you do every week on being freelance. And then you were like, hold on, hold on. And someone was delivering your new dishwasher. Yeah. So off down the road, you legged it. And it just summed up freelance life for me because it was like... <laughs> We are the people that have got to be in for the deliveries. Oh my God, and often, takes, yes, it's the highlight yeah. of our day if there's a human to speak to. <laughs> but then, yeah, they, you're suddenly like, hold on, but I'm doing some actual work. You're not just sitting at home waiting for delivery drivers, are you? And there he is, run, you're running down the road. No. I guess my question, I suppose, off the back of all of that is, do you enjoy the juggle of the freelance day? I thought, I thought it was going to be, how good are you at, at chasing, chasing delivery drivers? <laughs> did you get him? I did. Is all that running paid off? Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, exactly. Um, all those little jogs. It's all those up. times when people say, "Oh, can you just pick this up for yeah. next?" And can you get to the post office? Uh, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> do you like? Do you like? Do the, I like the juggle? the juggle and the nonsense? I guess the um, fact that every day can bring things like like that. I like the uh, unexpectedness of being freelance. Yeah. I do like that. Uh, I like the fact that I don't necessarily know what I'm going to be doing work-wise over mm. the next few months. I like. So long as you believe that the work will be coming. Oh, that trust though. Right? Trusting it's going to come in. I like the fact that I don't necessarily know what it's going to be. So I like that. And same with being freelance. Uh, but 
it can be all too easy to let your day become really fragmented with lots of little mm. jobs or domestic stuff and things. Yeah. And when like chores. I only have like six hours between dropping the kids off and picking them up. Uh, and some of that is going to include eating oh, and you know yeah. coffee. You dare and, to have yeah. a lunch break. So <laughs> it's yeah it it can it can be a bit annoying when suddenly you're spending all your time uh, doing things that aren't your work. Yeah, add many things. Yeah. Do you sometimes turn the, the the distractions off? I know some people sort of will take Facebook off their phone and that kind of thing but I guess for you it's such an integral part of what you're doing you might want to jump on Facebook quickly and do a post or you might want to yeah. do a quick Instagram thing I don't have notifications good that's a good idea uh, mm. I don't even have the red circles on the apps oh, that's uh, a good idea I, that's one step on for I not no- don't even. I don't have email ping at me good or anything like that so that's quite good Yeah. in fact it makes a real difference and I took because for one of my clients who I do a lot of work for, I have an email address in their name, if you see Oh, okay. Name. Yep, yep. Uh, and I took that off my phone the summer before last, mm-hmm. just for the summer. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Now just I can only change. read their email if I get my laptop out. Yeah. So Is I, it crazy? Because nothing, they didn't, didn't lose them as a client. So I think we have this fear that if we take those steps, yeah. well, they're not going <laughs> to... Well, they knew I was away for the summer. Yeah. But yeah, you don't have to constantly be at the beck and call of your phone. If I really need to do something, I will put my phone in another room or under my desk or something like that. That's good advice, yeah. Um, because the, they're buggers, the phones. They really, Especially if you don't want to be doing the task you're meant to be doing. Yeah. A bit of work that you haven't started yet and you're putting it off. And your phone just looks at you and it's like, oh, why don't you just check Instagram? Again? Yeah. Or, because there's always something to look at yeah. the minute you start checking social media just, of course there's something else to look at even if you're not running it as a in a business sense it's kind of you know that respect yeah it's um yeah i i can't remember what you were saying so you're quite a fan of putting the phone in another room if you've got a task you've really got to get on with and yeah yeah it's too easy to get distracted isn't it uh and then you've kind of done nothing but also I'm quite a fan of sometimes realizing when you're having a day where you're not really achieving anything Mm. with your work maybe you're just not in the right frame of mind yeah and then going for a walk or going and doing those domestic jobs that you put off because you think well if I'm not going to be sitting here actually doing the work I should do I might as well achieve something yeah very much so um, Will you work over Christmas and New Year? Considering the time we're chatting, it's mid-December, sort of. Is I plans for the freelance season? I deliberately now try and arrange all of my deadlines to avoid school holidays. Clever. So we've got a, a ten and a six-year-old, mm-hmm. so both at school, and so yeah. When it comes to half terms, I try just to be off with them. And the summer holiday, like all last summer, I. Some of the four last actually, I took the whole time off. Okay, that was nice. Yeah, this time it didn't work quite so yeah. well, but you know, you live and learn. So this time <laughs> I've made my December deadlines finish uh, by December the 12th, I think. So then I've got a week to myself before the kids have got two weeks off. Brilliant. Uh, the, the, December is the best time for freelancers because everybody takes time off, unless you're working with clients in Hong Kong or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, or, you know, <laughs> there's no Christmas. There's. Yeah. there's yeah, most people just aren't around. More than that, lots of people, even even in the lead up to Christmas, are just like off 
yeah. getting pissed. Yeah, exactly. For your clients. at parties or they're hungover. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, okay, listen, why don't we just pick this up in January? Yeah. So I've got better at kind of sussing out what deadlines are real deadlines and what ones I can say, why don't we just do this in yeah. January? Uh, or in the summer holidays, like trying to avoid working then as well. Brilliant. So a good piece of advice for people if you are thinking, oh, it's nearly Christmas and what am I going to say to that person? Try just saying to your client, why don't we pick this up in January? And they'll probably go, thank God for that. Yes. We also want to pick this up in January. Yeah. We don't want to deal with the deadline. Let's all just go our happy way and eat more mince pies. It's funny, though. You can get a sudden influx of stuff. Yes. Frankie and I were talking about this the other day. Like, this, it's almost like people in offices up and down the country go, oh, God, we need to get something done before the end of the year. Yeah, so, so they, they don't panic like in January. Yeah, they look yeah. at their to-do lists and want to tick some stuff off. And then their to-do lists become our to-do lists when we didn't want them, really. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so... It's that's, time for saying no as well, isn't it? Rather than thinking panic commissioning or panic working because yeah. they need it. It's mm. definitely a time for saying, do you really need this now? Yeah. I'm actually... I've got a lot on and can we... Yeah, I could do a better job for you if we do this in January. Uh, When are you back? I'm back the second week of January, even if you're not. It's quite good. Nice. Uh, Yeah. Then you look super productive like you're already back on it in January. Yeah, that means that come the 6th of January, you've not just got to get straight back into that. Yeah. You can kind of like ease yourself back in. Yeah. That's the plan anyway. Fantastic. Uh, If anything, I think, yeah, I think it pays to think, to realise when you've got your holiday coming up. And... I think those of us who have kids, it's almost like sometimes it can feel like, oh God, you know, got to take more time off work. Mm. But actually, if anything, they're doing us a favour <laughs> because they make you schedule time off. Yeah. If you don't have it, then there's nothing to make you take that time. So I think I sort of always say to freelancers who don't have kids is that you sh- you still need to schedule that time mm. off. Like it's one of my very forget. first bosses. Uh, he said to me, the guy called Lester, and he was like, Stephen. Um, oh, sounds yeah, like James Bond. Always, he was like, Stephen, uh, whenever you come back from, and I was like 20, 21, he was like, whenever you come back from your holiday, always book your next one. <laughs> and he was right. It was like, when you come back from your holiday, you don't feel like you need a holiday, but yeah. don't wait until you need a holiday to book a holiday. Yeah. So, same with a day off, I suppose. Yeah. Even one day or one morning is. Schedule that time yeah. in, uh, like into your year, and it's kind of uh, easier to do that when you've got kids because they force you to take time yeah, off. Yeah. But if you don't, man, it's even better. You can take time off when it's cheaper to go on holiday. Yeah, when it's like really, <laughs> when the ski trips are literally a third of the price. Yeah. Oh, I do, I do. I, every time I look at, got invited away for half term last February and I was like, I can't. It's, as a non-parent, it was just far too expensive for me to go. And I just thought, this is, they've got everybody over a barrel. It's just, Ooh, yeah. it's a whole other topic, isn't it? But yeah, I'm not a fan of it for anyone. My sister's a teacher. Yeah. She suffers, etc. So uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. that's fantastic We'd advice. need something stronger than just the brandy mint pie. <laughs> yes. To go into that. <laughs> the waitress ones near us. <laughs> These are really good. <laughs> they were nice, weren't they? I'll leave you with the mince pies as well. Oh, no. And I know that we're getting close to school pick-up time, which is your, yeah. your bookend. So I'd love it if you want to tell everybody how they can find you, how they can find being freelance, and also how they can find the Doing It For The Kids podcast, which is mm. another podcast. Tell us everywhere they might find you for podcasting and work. So I am beingfreelance.com, and the Doing It For The Kids podcast is called Doing It For The Kids. Mm-hmm. If you search wherever you get your podcast, or doingitforthekids.net. 
Um, my one, I speak to a different freelancer each week, a bit like you do, except mm. I don't drive around the country with biscuits <laughs> yeah. and cakes. I'm um, waiting for my international call. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but doing it for the kids is a Q&A type thing where we take like a question about juggling parenting and business life. So sometimes they're much more businessy than they are parenty. Cool. Uh, so there's lots of people listening who don't have kids. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you don't have to be a parent to listen to doing it no. for kids. It will still relate. And if you know anyone with kids, <laughs> yeah. you're going to relate. It's like watching Motherland. It's fun. You're still going to oh get it. God. Yeah. Yeah. Frankie and I say that is our life, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's too um, close to home, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah, that and then I am at s folland f o w l a n d on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Is where I am. So come and follow, and, and yeah, Facebook being freelance community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's links to all that of that from beingfreelance.com. Yeah. Go for it, lovely. Well, thank you, Steve. Thank you so much for joining me on Freelance Feels. Thank you. Well, good. I and love this crumbles. podcast. Thank you thank for having you. me. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. You can find Freelance Feels online at www.freelancefeels.com and on Instagram and Twitter at freelance underscore feels. Please do share and rate the podcast if you've enjoyed it. Thank you.